0: Welcome back to Chit Chat with Ally Cat. I'm your host, Ally Cat, and today I'm here with Naji Robbins. She is a yoga teacher, educator, and the host of the Protect Your Peace podcast. I'm so excited to be. Naji, um, you could tell folks a little bit about um, how we're connected, so that they're not like, "Who are you?"
1: <laughs> tell of us. Of <laughs> course, of course. Well, I found my way through your coaching. Um, So we have been in like the coaching incubator together um, and inevitably the topics like where we kind of share overlap um, comes with yoga and rest and Mm -hmm. all of the things that I'm kind of working on sort of putting out into the world. So that's really that is how we are connected is in the in the cozy coaching container where you are working on encouraging me to have fun. The F word. My (laughs) F word.
0: (laughs) Capricorn full moon. Oh yes.
1: As a Capricorn moon myself. (laughs) It's
0: this is my work. So yeah i love that i love that and i appreciate you sharing that um and i always love to just give i'm like i could just go on and on and on but i'm like wait a second it's nice to hear how we know each other what the connections are um and i'm really excited today we're gonna be and i was really like so pumped about it because our conversations about it in um, our coaching and, and the things that you want to talk about around how we approach rest and how rest and sleep are not always really misconstrued um, and so I'm curious for you what does rest look like these mm. days maybe what does rest, rest look like
1: Ooh. Um, I think one of the big things for me is honoring that rest looks different. Like some of the consistent things for me are restorative yoga, Mm. are... dance, as, like, interesting as that sounds, which I think, like, we'll get into more as we talk about, like, what is rest? And if it's not sleep, what the heck is it? Um, so dance is restful for me. Mm. Writing is restful for me. Um, cooking can feel restful for me. Taking a nap feels restful for me. Um, I really think of, in some ways, rest as, like, an entry point is, like, What are the things that kind of recharge and refill your batteries? And you, you don't, it's not always physical rest. So like when it comes to physical rest, like restorative yoga, napping, like when I settle in to (laughs) start watching television or reading or something like that, even kind of arranging the pillows or the blankets or the things around me so that I'm physically comfortable as I'm, Mm -hmm. as I'm doing those things. Um, those, those are some of the things for me. What about yeah. you? What is
0: What does it look like for you? For me, naps are a big, like my number one, um, you know, because it's, it's actually, sleep. it's a stillness practice. I usually meditate, like when I wake up, um, or before a nap, so I like meditate into the nap. Um, And then just let myself go there. And I think that um, for me, rest is permission. You Mm. know, it's permission for me not to do things. It's for me. For productivity. To not be my number one objective, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. Yeah, rest for me is a lot of stillness practice because I I, I do a lot of movement. um, Just all over the place. (laughs) in so many different ways Mm -hmm. but I really love what you said about dance I think dance is a really good um place to to explore and kind of like you know kind of find your flow um Mm -hmm. and it is like again it's it's again that permission of being able to go give yourself permission to be present in your body um and so I feel like anything that I can get more present in my body is like a space for a rest for me um I think being around people who understand me is, like, yeah. helpful. Um, growing up, I was someone who had to explain myself all the time. And people would never understand, so I would just keep explaining. Um, and that's exhausting. It's mm-hmm. exhausting to have to just keep repeating yourself and you're saying the same thing and then someone else says it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, genius. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, me being understood is like a, a, a extreme place of rest. um, Ooh. I've been thinking a lot about you know about breathing too, and like where do black women exhale you know mm. um, and and I have a friend who asks, you know, when is black women's labor done and and kind of just loops back into itself because it's like it isn't it's always happening, um, mm-hmm. and so when we think about like rest you know capitalism um like were there things that you were taught rest that you had to unlearn or did you already have like a sense of like self that you were like no I'm gonna do my own thing (laughs) first of (laughs) all
1: if there's anybody that's on that tip of like it was already ingrained. I already I came out of the womb, and nothing uh, deterred me from knowing my innate birthright to be at ease and rest. I want that person to come find me and be like, "What is your life like? What was it like?" Like, I I really think that we are all fundamentally like born and connected with that innate need. Just like we're connected with that innate need to feed ourselves, to hydrate, to be in connection with one another. I think Russ is the same thing. And mm-hmm. the connection with that or the need for that totally was interrupted. <laughs> no. I think I think in terms of growing up, I relate a lot. About feeling like you have to explain yourself. And I think for me, that came through in like, really having to, or feeling like I needed to really refine my language and be really particular about how I said what I said and how I explained myself. And I think that in a lot of ways that disconnected me with some of my humanity of like just being like a messy, imperfect, deeply feeling human, right. And I think that that in combination with I don't think that you can talk about rest without talking about capitalism or like the structures that we exist within. I mean, obviously, we're both in the U.S., but I think it it touches in multiple spaces of like mm-hmm. capitalism only functions when we deny our humanity. That's right. what it's hinged upon is us being robots, mm-hmm. us being are worth being connected to what we produce. Right. So I definitely think that growing up within a capitalistic society, there's no matter, I think like what your household or like what my parents maybe taught me or didn't teach me that's ingrained, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can think of as a kid, like how many times I really did not want to go to school telling you yesterday during our coaching session of like I'm a really solid writer but I (laughs) failed most English classes in high school and a lot of it was because I just did not want to go to school and Mm. I I realized now I was experiencing so much anxiety during that time Mm. but I didn't have the words to like I didn't know that that's what that was and so it creates kind of this tension of like, oh, I should be doing this thing. I need to be going to school. This is like what my quote unquote job is during this time, but I'm failing at it and I'm not doing well. Oh, I think we're back. You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, I think you're back though
0: school okay, okay. You, you woke up to um it back. yeah okay so yeah, back. Um, well okay so you were just saying yeah something about school as it was like cutting you
1: off <laughs> school no school as a kid for all intents and purposes for most of us is presented as like our job that's what you need to do right mm-hmm. <laughs> and i did not do what because I was experiencing so much anxiety because of trauma that I experienced because of just where I was at. And I think that learning Mm -hmm. to like compartmentalize that experience within my mental health or that embodied experience of like what I was feeling being in conflict with what I felt like I needed to do is Mm -hmm. such a through line, at least for me in my relationship with rest, because I wasn't ever taught that that was a thing. I didn't know that that was a thing distinct from sleep, you know. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think that answers your question. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's interesting just to hear you talk about that. Like, I was kind of like, mm, I wanted to the opposite of a student, but I was like the overachiever. Mm. um and so I was like doing all my projects and doing all the things like early but overdoing it and like just you know pushing myself to exhaustion Mm. and I saw that really come to a head in grad school um I'm in for my second master's but the first master's was like In a whole like new field I hadn't studied before, and um, the school also had like a language of study. So I'm studying nonprofits like public and Spanish, Spanish. and at the same time I'm working. I'm like starting a collective. I'm just I like like, get that monologue. So right, like again, like just. Doing all this stuff, just doing all this stuff. And I think that for me, it, it hit this point where I realized that if I kept doing all this stuff, I wasn't going to make it. Black to Yoga exists to bring the transformational power of yoga to Black people of the African diaspora. They seek to develop a deeper representation of Black yogis within the larger yoga community, both as teachers as well as students. They envision a world where Black people everywhere have access to this life-enriching practice. You can go to blacktoyoga.com to see their classes, their offerings. They have live Zoom classes, socially distanced outdoor classes in Oakland, as well as the recordings from their Zoom classes. Sundays at 7 p.m., you can also join me for a class called Grow and Flow, 7 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, and that class will be exploring your breath, your presence, and really how you hold space for your growth. You know, I was at this point of of being so exhausted that, like, I just knew that I wasn't going to make it. Uh, And what I remember is that, like, burnout was, like, a model that I had seen everywhere, like from my family to my friends to my professors like everybody and I remember around finals time you would look around everybody looked like zombied out Mm. like shot eyes like just exhausted you know Mm -hmm. and knowing me I was like so I'm gonna host a self-care workshop and I'm gonna talk about self-love we gonna talk about self-expression. Like, I did a whole self series. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "We're gonna do some stuff because why aren't we talking about this? Like, folks were going mm-hmm. into nonprofits, folks are going into like economics and trade and all of this stuff into these fields that don't about them at all. And so, you know, what was funny is that everyone was like, "Oh, these are soft skills. These are these are cute soft skills," but. I was like, my soft skills are going to save me when, as you go, like, essentially work yourself to the bone, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of people were like, they are always like, "Ali, oh, you're so woo woo. Um, and I was like, you know what? I would rather than to be where I was because for the longest time, like, I thought that burnout was the only way. So like, I would get yes. sick after finals. I would, you know what I mean? Like, I was always, always getting like, right after I finished my last final, in bed sick, and you know you just you just see how it impacts your health over time. It was just like, yes. why do I move like this? Like, you know, you're not really eating well because you're figure out like this next thing you're finishing. I know a lot of people who approach projects like that. Um, I definitely have definitely had to curve a lot of my previous habits to like
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to suit me better. So like. Like we talked about earlier, like staying hydrated. I generally have two beverages (laughs) because I'm like, I spent such a long time dehydrated. I'm not going back. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like. I
1: mean, there are so many like important things. I feel like to tease out with what you just said. I mean, one of them being like basic needs. I think the other piece about like, understanding, I think so many of us have that experience where like, we're so deeply on the output and on the doing and we feel like we have to with whatever we're doing. I know that I, for me, that burnout came to a head in my previous job. And very similar to where it's like, you're just kind of in a culture of folks that are doing the same thing. And so it And I was at a yoga studio. Like, (laughs) there are are no spaces that I think are really immune to, immune to capitalism, right? Like, immune to all all of the pieces of white supremacy. But I think, like, it's so normal for a lot of us. It feels very normalized to get sick, to feel totally depleted after you're doing these things. And it makes sense from in terms of our physiology, like, Mm -hmm. we all have a certain capacity. And I think that physiologically speaking, like our bodies and our systems are able to go beyond or ride the edge of that capacity for a period of time, the issue becomes when we start to live in that place, that's beyond our capacity or at the edge for this extended period of time, mm-hmm. our body is starting to pull from those reserves. So when we talk about rest, especially rest as differing from sleep, like, I think one of the easiest ways that you can, like, understand how rest is different from sleep is we've probably all had the experience of getting a full eight hours, 10 hours and waking up and not feeling rested. I'm it's feeling different. feeling so tired. Yeah, it's not to say that can't also rest rest while you sleep but we know that those things are not exactly the same they're physiologically different and we need both and part of what happens is like in order for us to go beyond that capacity or ride that edge for this extended period of time our body has got to go into some version of like self-protection and survival mode Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. once it comes off of that it's like oh now we can tend to all of the stuff that we were sort of pinning and putting off while you were finishing that project, while you were meeting that deadline, while you were constantly available to everyone and everything that you felt like you needed to do. And like, we normalize that. Like we wear that exhaustion and that burnout as a badge of honor. I know, I know I did while simultaneously being like this does not make sense especially when I think about being in the space of of a yoga studio or what I was teaching or what I was talking about where it's like it is about caring for yourself it is about tending to yourself but that it was really difficult to embody that and put those things into practice when you're in an environment where everybody is kind of like chasing the dollar (laughs) like chasing the bottom line or whatever the goal
0: right and like moving away like moving towards the space where like it's like the space where struggle is more of a norm than ease you know Mm. Um, because I I feel like a lot of folks equate their success with burnout with their you know what I mean like with how much work they put in. And I don't I don't say like I don't believe that work is just like, you know, this extreme output that like leaves you depleted. You know, um and I, I think that's where a lot of folks have had to reconsider what they're doing as work, right? Because if that's the case, there's some there's some reciprocity is off, right? There's some situation that's like not like not compatible. But, you know, We keep ourselves in these spaces again because of capitalism, because you know, we have to afford our and you know, transportation and food and every you know, all things that that for. Um, and so it's always so interesting when we think about rest, and and I think about it a lot with you know, with self care talk about self care. People are like, oh, it's a thing that I do after I don't know like what else to do or when I'm at my limit, and I feel and self-care are so important to be embedded in everything you know Yes. Yeah. um to be embedded in that that you do and so for me rest is is also like nice con- <laughs> you know like it's, yeah. it's a space to just kind of explore um it's not always like about like our performance it's not about you know, showing people, like, look, I'm resting, like, this is cute, and I see uh the right. now ministry, she she roasts folks all the time, <laughs> and it makes me laugh, because I'm just like, you right, you right, the same people who are talking about rest and sleep and all this stuff are the same ones who are, like, burning out, doing too much, and I had to talk to myself about that, I was like, okay, so you do a lot of things, what could you back back away from, what could you you know, take a pause from. Um, and my podcast is actually that for for like a little for about a month. Um, but my podcast is also where I rest. It's where I have you know these interactions that enrich me. And I think that's important to think about for folks is like what enriches you, like what nourishes you at your core. Because mm-hmm. um, for some people, it's it's people watching. You know, for others, it's thrifting. They want to go thrifting and find clothes. Like, mm-hmm. I know some folks who are like, I just want to watch Lifetime on my couch. <laughs> Very simple. Easy to please. You know, like, I'm chilling. Yes. And, I, you know, like, for you, is are there things that you, you had to, like, learn that, you know, you realize were best for you or kind of, like, bringing yourself into a space? that really invites more rest in?
1: Yes. (laughs) I think one of the biggest things for me was learning to tend to my basic needs. It really wasn't until I stepped away from the work that I was doing and during this time of 2020 and pandemic were like because that work took up so much capacity Mm -hmm. for me and so much bandwidth for me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and what I realized was like oh I am not eating enough Mm -hmm. I am not it's really difficult it's very easy for me to sidestep just those basic fundamental tending body Mm -hmm. tending things and so right. I really had to get in the practice of, like, okay, if you are thirsty or when you get hungry, we're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to eat. <laughs> like, I had to build up that kind of internal support system and, like, supporting voice of, like, no, whatever you're doing is not more important than you than you eating right now or than you going stopping to go pee. Like literally to that basic level so easy for me to not prioritize those fundamental things and so I found that learning to do that and and integrating that made rest more accessible to me because I do think that one of like the misunderstandings about rest is like especially when you talk about like the nap ministry and people that are promoting and like advertising rest but not necessarily practicing it like there's a difference Mm -hmm. between talking about rest and actually resting (laughs) I think like if you're actually resting the things that you quote unquote produce or put out into the world or how that shows up is different and maybe less, like, you may not be a massive production machine. But I think that a lot of folks think that rest has to be like, I'm hopping right into being fully Zen and like relaxed. And like, that's what that is. Right. And there's a range. You know, you talk about, like, Black women, like, of course, we don't feel Like, we can just stop, drop, and fucking relax. Right. Like, there's physiological reason. Like, I think that we have to understand that rest, rest and relaxation, the preface to that, the prerequisite to it is safety. Our body, Mm -hmm. our system has to feel a sense of safety. We have to have things around us, within us that, that cue to our system that hey it is actually safe enough for you to relax because our system especially Mm -hmm. if we exist in a body that is marginalized that has experienced trauma all of the various that is exhausted that's been Mm -hmm. running on that like survival mode Mm -hmm. our body so intelligently is going to be like "Hey, hey hey hey, it is not safe to relax we have to be on alert it is not safe to to rest we have to be on alert like Relax, like getting to that place requires, I think, some practice for some of us and safety for some of us that we're not all afforded within within this system. And so I I guess I say that to say, I think sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves about rest and be like, why am I not? I know I need it. I'm so exhausted. But when I lay down, when I do this, when I do that, I feel like I can't relax. And that makes so much sense. And oftentimes, what I I will say this in restorative classes is like, listen, any amount of you that is moving in the direction of rest, of relaxation, even if you feel like you took a half a step there, is better than nothing. You have to build your capacity to feel a sense of safety to rest and I think that we have to understand that that's more than just like our mental individual willpower like there are real structural and systemic and communal reasons why it's difficult for a lot of us to rest why that doesn't feel accessible to us so I think it's like it's this both and this overlap of like self-care and community care they both it's it's a Venn diagram, it's an infinity loop like they both inform each other and those oh, things definitely. that when you talk about burnout like I in my previous job was like I remember so many moments in the therapy saying to my therapist like I don't know if I can be well and still work in this environment. I don't think it's just about my willpower anymore. And a huge misunderstanding that I have or like that internal narrative is that it's just about my willpower. It's just that I'm not being disciplined enough. I'm not being boundaryed enough to carve out this little like thimbleful for me to be at ease and rest. And it's like, no, that's not just about me and my self-care. That's also about how the folks that I'm in relationship with and the people that are in relationship with them that communal care of how do we support one another in rest both through how we show up and model rest for one another not for performance sake but because it's innately important to us Mm -hmm. and how that inherently gives permission to the people we're in relationship with to also prioritize rest like you and I supposed to record this podcast last week I was also exhausted that day. Like, we literally (laughs) both canceled this recording because we needed to rest and care for our bodies.
0: Like, and that was Understandably so. And I appreciate what you said about basic needs and and it makes me think about the folks in my community. Like, checking in on them is like, did you eat today? When was the last time you had water? You know, like, have you been sleeping? You know, like. Asking those basic needs questions because, like, they could tell me they're fine. They could tell me they're okay, but they're operating on fumes. They, yeah. you know, didn't sleep last night, have not been eating regularly. You know, all of these things, it's that's exhausting. The body's like, why, you know, it's a fight or flight trying to figure out what the next move is going to be. Um, and I don't think we realize that we our bodies on edge like that but you know as you were saying sometimes it's definitely like out of our own our own control and so you know when thinking about how we can embody rest how we can embody um a space of of holding ourselves as sacred that's not so much about you know productivity i know a lot of people who are like you know i rest to be productive i rest to do this Mm. you know like it's like a mean. you know what I mean like I do this to get here and yes I feel like when we when we rest it's just to simply well level. the the whatever productivity that you have and level that you need it'll come to you it flows like it's less about like my my normal nap time is being able to get some work done it's more about me feeling like great when I wake up and being like, hmm, I could do this work or I could read a book or I could watch a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I those options, the space to kind of, kind of sit with it. So I, I think that, you know, I, I feel like we all need that reminder. And I appreciate that of like, that it, it starts at the baseline, you know, at the very baseline of like, w- check in with your body, like scan it. Where are we?
1: Yes. Because I think one of the, like, we are so ingrained with, we are so ingrained with a, a resistance to the things that make us human. If you live within the container, as we all do, of white supremacist ideology and capitalism, it requires you to deny yourself of your humanity and Mm. therefore one another. And when you talk about like your basic, the basic fundamental needs of your body to eat, to sleep, to hydrate, to be in connection with one another, to rest, like you won't die without rest, but you won't feel very alive either. And it, it's framed as like, like you said, this thing that's like, A, not only do you earn rest when you've worked hard enough, but then you also rest so that you can work harder. And I, and part of why it's hard is by, is because when we rest, whatever rest looks like for you, we are, dismantling what we've been indoctrined with we are pushing against a system that is dependent on our exhaustion that is dependent on our disconnection from our humanity and when I think about like restorative yoga one of the things that distinguishes restorative yoga from other styles and approaches is you get your props You get as comfortable and as cozy and as physically supported as you can so that you can settle in for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, lying down. I mean, there's various other poses, but, and it takes the average human, the average system, 15 minutes to just relax, Mm -hmm. to just physiologically transition into the state of relaxation. And when you come out of that, it's very difficult to come out of that and be super pissed off. Like it's, I'd imagine it's difficult to come out of your afternoon nap, you know, or like watching a really great episode of like your favorite television show and feel super pissed. And one of my teachers, I remember, cause this question came up in a training I was doing with restorative yoga where people were asking like, how can you ask people to lay in Shavasana for 20 minutes? Like I can barely get people to lay in Shavasana or be still for five minutes. You're going to ask them to be in there for 20 minutes. And she said, well, first of all, most people have a difficult time staying in Shavasana for that long because they're not comfortable. They don't have props. Their body is not physically supported. Again, coming back to that base level, like, do you physically feel supported? Right. And she said, Mm. the second thing is like Shavasana which is the posture where it's often taught you're lying on your back and in restorative, you're fully propped up with a bunch of things. She says, Shavasana does not agitate people. Shavasana does not agitate people. It reveals the agitation that was already there. Ooh. Ah, oh, like I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, and so I think that's one of the things when we slow down. And we rest and we transition from that state of constant go, go, go and doing and distract. And I, I also don't want to, like, demonize doing an activity no. and, like, the part me... of our system that's engaged. Like well, we have to. The,
0: yeah, I think that's the part that that has more of a presence, still. Like, that's the part yes. that has the steer leaders for it. So I don't think that you're shaming it. I don't think that you're demonizing it. I think that we're shedding light to the other end so that folks aren't coming, you know, to the like break glass if you need it.
1: Like, Yeah. (laughs) Break glass in case of emergent rest. Yes, it's like, it's the understanding too. And I think developing that capacity of like, hey, when you slow down and you begin to relax and you start to take your foot off the gas, of course, all of the things that are simmering under the surface that sometimes we can't even put words to. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced when you start to slow down. Sometimes I I will call it with my friends, like the casserole. Because when I think of a casserole, I think of like when I take a bite of a casserole, like it tastes like something. I can't identify all the specific ingredients. And Mm. sometimes it feels like that sort of emotional casserole certain times when you start to slow down and rest where you're like all now all this stuff is bubbling up and it's that revealer and we have to I think like befriend our humanity in that of like hey while you were doing all this stuff some of this other stuff was on the queue so when we start to support our body when we start to relax of course, some of those things start to bubble up. And then how can we meet ourselves with that sense of like, compassion and understanding for that messy humanness so that that all of that stuff too, we can maneuver through or realize like, Oh, I am actually really exhausted at my job or like my day was actually stressful or like, holy shit, I haven't had any water all day. Like, sometimes we have to slow down in order for that, body wisdom right to emerge and for us to honor it
0: and I think we have to listen I think what what where you were going with that is like listening to your intuition because my my last job I was I was burnout I was exhausted I was just like depleted same like space though where I would look up and it would be like four o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything I was, like, barely drinking water. You know, like, the things that were going were, like, just going so quickly. And, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, I think that it's important to bring in that, like, I just the space of, like, just meeting yourself where you're at. So, like, I mentioned my naps, right? Sometimes I don't fall asleep. And it's because there's so many things going on. But I will lay there for, like, a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And doesn't work i'll put on like a 15 minute meditation and just lay and listen (laughs) you know because it's really for me more about the stillness i know folks who who can't sit in stillness because it brings up a lot Mm -hmm. um and so like i also encourage folks to find movement practices for them you know like i know folks you mentioned dance like folks have dancing meditation folks have you know um things to do with their hands like i know for a long time i would crochet and Christian yes. was always so like sweet um, and grounding and and really nurturing because it always reminded me of my grandma and so like thinking about again where we feel safe to rest where we feel safe to let out that heavy exhale you know where we feel safe to be virtuous selves it always depends on the systems that we're in um, the spaces that we're in and then of course when we don't have all of those things really how we build that for ourselves. Right. And so I think that, yeah, I just really appreciate how you brought in these really like important ways we can build that in for ourselves, like that. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, these huge things. Like I went on a six day spa vacation. Like, right. it be, like it doesn't have to be like, doesn't have to be an all inclusive resort
1: because that's not, that's not reasonable. You mm-hmm. know, like sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's I had like half a day and I spent it all in the bath and I gave my like the we need those things too. But it's also like like you said, how can we integrate those things just on the regular? One of one of my favorite frameworks um explains that we need different types of rest too. Um dr Sandra Dalton Smith she explains that we need seven different types of rest that it's mm-hmm. physical emotional trying to remember all these things physical emotional oh, no. social, social mental sensory, creative and spiritual mm-hmm. and I think that like part of that is a check-in too of like if you you're always going to need rest if you have a body you need rest <laughs> but if the you way that body, you, need,
0: you need rest if you have a if body, you have a body
1: you, if you have a body you need rest and if you do not rest you will burn out and part of that burnout is not just again about your willpower like a lot of people talk about how burn about, burnout is a failing of community care not self-care mm-hmm. so again we always I'm always just going to be like you need both this is not like a conversation about how you just need to up your self-care like it's it's both but i really like that framework of the seven types because in those moments where you need rest checking in with like thinking of like that as the menu of options like that's a really great thing to dig into of like of each of those seven types like what what is something that fulfills right. that so that when i'm like oh I feel physically rested, but like mentally exhausted or creatively exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like just how during our last session, I was talking about frivolous creative time. Like for me, that's when I need like that creative recharges in engaging in creative activities that feel like they are for no one else, but me. It's not anything that I feel like I need to put out into the world. Like they're for nothing, but for me. Or sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to be creative at all. And I just want to watch Grey's Anatomy. And that's nourishing. And that those things that are familiar to us too are cues of safety. Like connecting with your favorite television or like film characters or like in a book, like for your system, that is a cue of coming towards regulation and safety, which again, is that prerequisite for rest for relaxation. We cannot relax if we don't feel safe. Well,
0: that is a whole word. We can't relax if we don't feel safe. And it's such a truth. Uh, um, and, and you know, I think that we're all grappling with that, you know? I, I think mm-hmm. as, as folks try to figure out how to are navigating the world as it is now, like, what does resting look like when you feel like everything is going so fast? Uh, and I, I just really appreciate you uh, sharing what you know your experiences and and really bringing in this folks and sit with that folks can kind of reflect on and and hopefully hold more space for their rest hold you know more space for their basic needs um and understanding that it all co- just goes back to safety um and really for you know for us as, as people to understand the privilege of the, of feeling safe right mm-hmm. the, the privilege is to to be in space and and be able to relax to feel you know like you are secure in that way um and I hope that we we shared some things today that folks feel like they can can find um even just a moment five minutes with themselves you know some folks it's like my time in the back is my time to rest yeah like my shower is my rest like mm-hmm. and i think that's to figure out what it means for ourselves to really like go in and tailor that you know to self-define uh without without judgment without shame and and I, i'm gonna keep saying that because i know that it's inherent but if we keep to it maybe that'll shift um so thank you again so much for being here today i'm so grateful and y'all get ready for the protect <laughs> <laughs> it is coming this fall. I'm ready for it. I'm so excited. Thank yeah. you. Guys.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Always a thrill to talk with you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Chit Chat with Alley Cat. Please subscribe where you listen to podcasts and we'll catch you later.